guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday, if it's Thursday for you, and happy August. That's pretty wild that we are already in August. I feel like the summer just started and we are already coming to the end of it, which is a little sad, not gonna lie. Fortunately though, I had a very summer-filled weekend this past weekend. My mom was in town, we spent a lot of time outside, we went to the beach, put our feet in the water, it was gorgeous weather. We also went to the Randolph Street Market, which was actually one of the best vintage markets I've been to in a long time. They had so many fantastic pieces there, from clothing to furniture to accessories. There was so much there, I could have spent all day searching for gems, which we did spend a good amount of time there, but it was a two-day market, so I imagine that people do go for both days, because in order to find some of those amazing, really unique pieces, you definitely do have to sift through a lot. So I would very much understand going both days, but we did not, we just went on Saturday, and then we also spent some time with some other family that I have in Chicago, So it was an overall great weekend. It felt very full, which tends to happen when people come into town because it definitely gets you out of the house, gets you to do different things that you would not always normally do. And I'm happy that we did that because specifically for this market, I'm definitely going to go back next year if we're still in Chicago, which we likely will be. Aside from that, not much new with me. Like I said, summer's coming to a close. I'm starting to feel it. So I'm soaking up the last month of summer, and we'll get a bit more into that, my feelings towards it all, a bit later in this episode. But before we do that, let's get into what's hot, because I have a story that I want to talk about coming off of Barbie week last week. Of course, there was so much Barbie news, I had so much fun with that episode, but now there is a new doll that everyone is talking about off the heels of Barbie, a new movie in the works, and that is the Polly Pocket movie. According to TeenVogue.com, Polly Pocket Movie, release date, cast, trailer, and everything we know so far. Following the success of Barbie, Mattel is going all out with a roster of toy-centric movies, and next on the list seems to be a Polly Pocket Movie. According to Forbes, the toy company has over 45 films in the works as part of what people are already referring to as the Mattel Cinematic Universe. Let the fight for the initials commence, with plans that expand way past potential Barbie sequels. Variety confirmed that out of those 45 prospective movies, 14 titles are currently in active development, including Uno, American Girl, Barney, and of course, Polly Pocket. First launched in the 1980s, the Polly Pocket dolls are way smaller than Barbie in size, but pack an equal punch the mini doll has undergone multiple transformations throughout the decades in the plastic world, but it's already expanded its presence way past toy stores. The Polly Pocket universe includes fashion collaborations, multiple films, web series, a TV series, and now, this upcoming live-action adaptation. The Polly Pocket live-action movie, fronted by Lily Collins and directed by Lena Dunham, has been in the works for a bit, but it's picking up even more steam post-Barbie. Mattel Films' Robbie Brunner and Kevin McKeon will oversee the project, and production is in the hands of MGM and Dunham's Good Thing Going. 
What Will the Polly Pocket Movie Be About? When the Polly Pocket film was first announced, Mattel shared it would follow the story of, quote, a young girl and a pocket-sized woman who form a friendship. Collins also shared in her announcement from 2021 that the movie would be a reintroduction of Polly in a, quote, fun, modern way. During an interview with The Hollywood Reporter a year later, Dunham teased the movie would, quote, have a lot of fun with the idea of what happens when a small person encounters a big world. Variety confirmed post-Barbie that the Polly Pocket movie will be, quote, a family comedy. Teen Vogue wrote that it seems like the film is still in the final stages of pre-production, so it likely won't reach our screens for a while. Alright guys, what do we think? First of all, personally, I'm excited for this because you guys know how I felt about Barbie. I loved how it turned out, so of course I'm going to be excited about the prospect of us getting more great content that is linked to something that I played with as a child. I loved Polly Pockets, like really, really loved Polly Pockets. We had the Polly Pocket pool. I remember we would ask for Polly Pockets for every birthday, holiday, whatever it would be. There was definitely a period of time when they were a top toy for me. So I think that this is going to be exciting. It's interesting that this is going to be more family friendly than I would say probably Barbie was. Barbie made you think and it encompassed a human experience. Based on what I'm reading about Polly Pocket, I'm not sure that it's going to be the same vibe as that, which also is totally okay. We don't need the same movie with a different doll. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. Also, exciting news, Lena Dunham is directing it. Lily Collins is starring, who apparently she also had Polly Pockets as a child. So it's fitting. I looked back on her Instagram post when all this was announced, and it's kind of wild that that was back in 2021. We're now in 2023, and I'm talking about this story now. I guess it just wasn't as much on the radar because Barbie was really full force front and center. I feel like we were waiting for the Barbie movie for so long. And now that that one is out in theaters having such a moment, of course the news about the Polly Pocket movie is resurfacing, as well as all of the other movies in the Mattel cinematic universe. Also hilarious that that's what it's being called. I love it. I'm excited for the rest too. Uno, American Girl, Barney, 45 films in the works. If you think about it, Mattel has created so many iconic toys, iconic games, so they definitely have a lot to work with. We'll see how this progresses. Again, we don't have a release date yet, so hang tight for that news. Of course, I'll give you guys an update once I know myself. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. I recently watched a movie, or I guess I should say rewatched a movie, that I have not seen in so long, but I love it so much. And because I resurfaced it, I thought maybe you guys would want to resurface it if you haven't seen it in a while, or maybe you've never seen it before. This is a nice, fun, uplifting movie to add to your list. It is called Morning Glory. Here's your summary. Newly hired as a producer on a national morning news program called Daybreak, Becky Fuller, played by Rachel McAdams, decides to revitalize the low-rated show by bringing in legendary anchorman Mike Pomeroy, played by Harrison Ford. Pomeroy, however, 
refuses to do puff pieces like celebrity gossip and fashion, and clashes with his co-host, played by Diane Keaton. Meanwhile, Becky's romance with the colleague begins to unravel, leaving her struggling to save her relationship, her job, and the show. It's funny, it's feel-good, just a classic romance comedy that takes place in a really fun morning show setting. Again, if you've never seen it before, this is actually one of my favorite Rachel McAdams movies, which I know there are a lot of great ones to pick from. Definitely give this one a chance if you haven't already, or rewatch it if you haven't seen it in a long time. It did come out in 2010, so if you saw it when it was first released, it's been 13 years, so maybe check it out again. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Alright guys, next up for what's good, and I kind of struggled to think if I should put this in the what's good section or not, because I did mention this movie when the news broke that it was coming out, and I watched it, and I didn't love it, but I still wanted to give my opinions about it. This movie is Zoe 102. Okay, now like I said, we had talked about the reboot, we talked about the fact that this was coming, and I told you that I was obsessed with Zoe 101 as a child. Watching the TV show was always such a fun experience for me. It was truly one of my favorites. It made me want to go to boarding school, like probably every other kid that watched the show. I was just obsessed with it. So I was skeptical of whether I was going to like Zoe 102 because, you know, it's a reboot, but it wasn't a movie form. So I thought maybe I would like it. I'm going to give it a chance. If nothing else, I'm definitely going to watch it because I want to see if I like it or not. So I did watch it. Here's your summary. Zoe Brooks is still trying to figure out life and love, this time in her 20s. Zoe and Chase did not end up in Hawaii that summer and haven't heard from each other since. When close friends Quinn and Logan announce they're getting married, Zoe and Chase find themselves in the wedding party. Okay, so it seemed like a cute, fun concept for a movie. And it was... I don't know what I expected. There were some fun moments for sure, but overall as a movie, it didn't even compare a smidge to what the TV show was like. It was very kind of unnecessarily dramatic, I guess. I don't know. I guess it was just too far off from what I knew. It was sort of fun seeing what they could be in their 20s, but I think maybe they were trying to just play in too much of what they used to be like when they were younger. I don't know. I guess I just didn't really love it, but I will say I am still glad that I saw it and I didn't hate watching it. You know that there are just some movies that you know that it's not that great. It's definitely not one of your favorite movies, but you're happy to be watching it. You just kind of want to see where it's going to go, but you know that you're probably never going to see that movie again. That's how I felt about this movie. Not terrible, not amazing, glad I saw it. I know that probably wasn't a compelling case for anybody else to watch it, but if you did love Zoe 101 back in the day, maybe just check it out for yourself. See if you have a different opinion than me. I had to share mine because I told you guys I would. So there you go. If you do want to watch it, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Another reboot that I wanted to talk about that I have seen I think the first three episodes of it is iCarly. And dissimilar to Zoe 102, 
I was pleasantly surprised with this. Now, again, this is not going to be in one of my top TV shows ever, but for what it is, I was actually very impressed. A short and sweet summary for you guys. Carly, Spencer, and Freddie are back, navigating the next chapters in their lives and facing the uncertainties of life in their 20s. So as you can see, all of these reboots are just these children turning into adults, focusing on their lives in their 20s, which as somebody in their 20s that grew up watching these shows, it's just kind of interesting to see where they're going to take it. And for the iCarly reboot, they took it in a way, at least so far, again, I've only seen like three episodes, but it seems pretty similar to the original in kind of a good way. Like, they're not trying to do something totally different. They're kind of keeping to the formula that worked. They're just making their characters older, making the situations a bit different. And maybe that's easier to do, too, when the reboot is still a TV show, as opposed to turning the TV show into a movie. But I don't know. Personally, I thought they did a pretty good job. Also, I like that Josh Peck was in the first couple episodes. I guess I don't remember if he was in more than one. But I liked being able to see him in it because it seems like Miranda Cosgrove and him have a really great friendship because of Drake and Josh. I've seen a couple YouTube videos when they've interacted, so I liked being able to see them on screen together again. That was very fun. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this yet, but it does have three seasons, and I'm looking at this now, and the first episode came out in 2021, which I did not realize that the reboot started that long ago. I am definitely late to the game on my review for this one. But here it is. I think as far as reboots go, it was pretty good. Honestly, I might keep watching just casually as something to have on because it does feel a little bit nostalgic. And you guys know me, I'm a sucker for that. If you want to see it yourself, this is another one that you can watch on Paramount+. Plus. Alright, and next up for what's good, I wanted to share one of the purchases that I made at the Randolph Street Market. You guys, I think this is one of the best purchases I have ever made at a vintage market, a flea market, anything like that. And it is a piece of furniture, which I did not expect to be buying a piece of furniture going into this market. And luckily, my uncle came with us to the market, and he has a car, so we were able to transport it back to our apartment. So that was very lucky. I'm very grateful to him for being able to help us with that. But the thing that I found is a vintage record cabinet. It's all wood. It's mid-century modern. The records go right in. It looks so adorable. My record player sits on top of it. It's perfect. And I didn't even realize that I was looking for something that looked and functioned like this because I kind of have been looking for a record holder, not necessarily a cabinet, but something to be able to put my records into. Because right now, in our apartment, they just sit in a bag. And obviously, I would love to display them a bit cuter than that. I would like to have a place for them. And now, they have a home. It looks so cute. It fits in my little comfort corner, which is the corner that I call with my yellow chair, my record player, my recording equipment. It's perfect. I can close it if I want. It has a closure in the front that kind of is fluted, so it looks really cute when it's closed, too. But then I can also, of course, keep it open. It stays open by itself, and it's really adorable when you can see all the records laid out, too. 
I'm actually obsessed with it. I just go by my living room and look at it sometimes because I love it that much. My mom actually pointed it out to me while we were there. And as soon as I saw it, I just knew it was going to be one of my new favorite pieces of furniture. So it had to come home with us and it was probably my favorite purchase from the weekend. So thank you mom for finding it, for showing it to me. It's so ideal. If you are looking for cute, unique furniture, go to street markets, check it out. There are some really great pre-loved pieces out there that you can add to your own space. All right, guys, last up for what's good, your songs. And yes, plural this week because I have two. The first one is called Forestry by Day We Ran. And the second one is called August by Taylor Swift. One of my personal favorite Taylor Swift songs, which just so happens to fit perfectly into this episode because we are in August now, which leads us right into Need to Know Basis because I feel like we have to talk about this. It is the first last week of summer. Okay, let's just let that sink in for a second. The first last week of summer. We've reached the August end, you guys. And I feel like we just need to acknowledge the fact that we're here and also that I am feeling a very specific type of way about it being this specific month. I feel like because it is the beginning of the end of summer, I need to get every last second of summer in before the time runs out. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, I had such a summery weekend with my mom in the city, which also made me think I need to have more weekends like this, and I do not have that many weekends left. It's just making me want this time to last a little bit longer. And don't get me wrong, I love fall. It is my ultimate favorite season. My birthday's in fall. The holidays then come up. There's a lot to look forward to. But there's also a hint of sadness knowing that summer's coming to an end. And of course, you guys know me. Whenever I'm thinking of a topic, whenever something like this is on my mind, I head to the internet because I love to know meaning of words. So I was just thinking, okay, it's August end here. When I look up August, what are we finding? And Google is telling me that August is the month that is known for new beginnings and distinct endings, which of course makes sense. It's the end of a season. It's the beginning of a new one. And I think there's a lot of emotions that sometimes come with that. Maybe you guys aren't feeling it. Maybe you're ready for summer to end. And maybe it's not even just the season of summer. Maybe it's some kind of season of life that you're feeling right now. That you're like, I'm ready for this to end. I'm ready for a new one to start. And that's all good. I do firmly believe that change is good. Also, change is inevitable. So sometimes it is just easier to hold on to the positivity of change. But I know that's not always the easiest thing to do. So I guess even though change is coming, I personally want to soak up the last months of summer, embrace August, go outside, do things that were on my list at the start of the summer, keep making memories, because it may be the beginning of the end of summer, but like I said, 
that just means that it's about to be the start of something new. And who doesn't love a fresh start? Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Have fun in the sun. Soak in as much summer as you can while it's still here. Then get ready for that crisp new beginning. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 